You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Dangerous World Podcast. Brought on a very interesting guest to talk about how everything's bullshit. You know, uh, disclosure, it's not real. Uh, the deep state has its grasps, even in the deepest, darkest regions of, believe it or not, even the conspiracy podcast community. Uh, feeling like we're getting infiltrated a little bit here from all, all walks of life. Um, so... Again, we brought on Andrew from the Deep Share podcast. I don't know if I said that, but this guy is very good. He just started his podcast, and it's really good, man. I mean, the guy, he's very well-spoken, very uh, level-headed, and gets into some very interesting topics. He's got some big episodes coming up, um, really kind of focused on uh, like aliens and uh, just the the more fun conspiracy topics um, but I would absolutely recommend that you all go and check out the Deep Share podcast with Andrew. And um, I mean, what did you think about the conversation, man? Because you brought up some pretty cool things. And um, I mean, Andrew's uh, delivery on, on things and just the way that he can kind of like rationalize some of the crazier thoughts that we share in the community here. Um, I mean, he, he makes it uh, very, uh, you know, not black and white. He, he puts a lot of gray area into this stuff. Yeah, self-reflective, you know, introspective, uh, and and then an easy person to talk to. He is nice very guy. he is very earnestly trying to figure out what's going on. And this is yeah. this is this is very different. You can just hear it. I hope you I hope you guys can hear it. It's very different than anyone who's just holding up a flag for their side. We 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 talk about how we define those sides, how much we should be holding our flags, as he put it, I think, right our own ship. You know, clean our own, clean our own uh, uh, intellectual room first. Uh, I think it's an important topic, and there's nothing more juicy than this information, man. Because you can even the skeptic, even the people who will get behind governments who engage in disinformation, you know, 40, 30 years later, after the disinformation has happened and it's come out that shit was just bullshit. Uh, that it, the people can still stand up and say like, well, I'm glad they went about doing that. So there, there are some deep questions to be had here. And, uh, I think Andrew does a good job at, at partially answering some of them, which is, you know, a larger project that we're all engaging in here. Yeah, he does, man. Very emotional episode. He actually sheds a few tears in the Patreon portion. So go and check that out. Dangerous world podcast on uh Patreon and, uh, obviously check out dangerous world store as well. Um, fun, fun stuff that we're doing over there, selling some, some t-shirts. Um, and, uh, just hope that you enjoy this episode, just like you enjoy all the others guys, fun, fun guy, deep share podcast is the, the new podcast that you need to be listening to, um, with Andrew fun, fun guy and a great conversation here. So enjoy it guys. Well, no. So like what, what made you start your podcast, man? I'm always real curious to know why people get into this little, uh, crazy truth world. 
Well, I think for a long time, I kept trying to come up with angles of how I wanted to put my voice into this community. And, uh, you know, I went, I bounced off a lot of ideas. I'm still kind of writing an audio drama, but I don't know if it'll ever see the light of day because of this. But, um, yeah, I was kind of hesitant to do a sort of like truth or conspiracy podcast because there's so many out there, right? Yeah. I mean, we're all part of it, but the angle my wife gave me was like, well, the more of you, the better, right? I mean, isn't it all about making the world more of us and less of them, quote unquote, you know what I mean? Exactly. So I kind of took that and ran with it. And I was like, all right, well, I'll put my little piece of the puzzle in there. And it just ran from there. Heck yeah, man. So you just started this year and um, yep. you have a few episodes out and it's pretty interesting just the topics that you have. So, um, I mean, I'm glad that you reached out, dude. Um, yeah. One of the things too, that, you know, you, you brought up this idea of talking about, um, a, a topic that um, we talked about in our Titanic episode with, um, you know, the, the idea was brought up where is it possible that this Baron Trump time travel movie or book, I should say, was like written after the fact, right mm -hmm. after after Trump came about, because this is when we we started really paying attention to all of this. Like, dude, everyone became a conspiracy theorist under Donald Trump, I feel like in one way or another. Whether people want to admit it or not, people started realizing like, well, if you're if you're far leftist, how the hell did Donald Trump get elected? Was it Russia collusion? You right. know, and then that ends up coming out to be completely false. And and then, you know, you get other things where um, for me personally, I never voted, dude. Like, and, you know, I'm only 30, um, but I had the opportunity to vote in three elections in my life. And I always thought it was just a predetermined thing. I told my dad Hillary Clinton's going to win doesn't matter don't go waste your time don't go vote for trump it's, it is what it is and then trump wins and it's very interesting at that point i go out and vote for trump's second term and it's the most controversial election of all time even though you'll hear from mainstream media that it's the most secure we've got an epic audit going on right now all kinds of rocks are being flipped over and we're seeing a lot of abnormalities whether anything comes to fruition from that or not it's uh it's to be seen um, but this isn't a political episode. This is about the idea that FOIA requests are are not always accurate. Um, books may come out uh, that are inaccurate and things like this. I heard a very interesting theory, too, that CERN plays a big part in this. So is it possible yeah. that um, I, I guess there's a book written by a Sidney Powell called The Great Awakening? And this is oh, yeah. written before Sidney Powell, the one that we all know. Um, this is written before she was born. So is that a coincidence or did Jeez. Sidney Powell live in an, in an alternative timeline and CERN is throwing our circuits off and fucking with us here? I mean, this is the kind of shit that, you know, depending on what kind of person you are, it is either going to piss you off or it's going to really kind of like perk your curiosity. Um, but I'm excited to see what you got here, dude. Are you sipping on anything? Do you drink? Do you smoke? I just got this. That's that about is, it. Just that's a perfect. fat bowl. That's all I do. But it helps me get through. So cheers to you guys. <laughs> yeah, cheers to you, man. Are you so, are you sipping on something, Brennan? Yeah, I got a little pre-made margarita because I don't want to work that hard to get that drunk. But uh, yeah, feel feeling <laughs> pretty go. good right now, man. I appreciate nice. that. Yeah, you look great. So the thing is, um, Andrew... What do you want to start with, man? Because you were the one that thought of this topic and I found it very interesting and I've got some cool stuff to add. Oh, great. Well, I'm glad you do because honestly, I would say the majority of what I have. So I'm not going to pretend I have some fascinating, unfounded, like, you know, I'm not Whitney Webb. I'm not going to come out of left field and <laughs> give you an article that none of us have seen, sure. but it's just my perspective from a number of different angles. And um, particularly because I've been so passionate about specifically UFOs and the idea of extraterrestrials since I was a child. And a lot of us have, obviously. Mm -hmm. And it's been so disappointing to me to, over the past few years, suddenly feel like my dark passion has become some sort of can't-hardly-wait summer blockbuster. And it's very... <laughs> it's, you know, it's a selfish you know, dislike, but at the same time, it's also a very suspicious thing, in my opinion. 
from a number of different angles. So Dude, I mean, I've said that over and over again that like when you're when you're a conspiracy theorist, and I, I I don't know how I feel about that term. I'm kicking that around. You guys all be the first to know when I when I come to a decision on that. But when you're a conspiracy theorist and you believe in something, and then that theory becomes mainstream, you, you and your brain you go, what the fuck. You know what I mean? Like, what's going on here? Why Why are there possible disclosures of, of aliens being researched at the Pentagon? And then mm. Area 51 is becoming mainstream and shit like that. So I know exactly what you're talking about. And I go into some really weird realms because of all of my psychedelic experience from the past has kind of given me a wider perspective. So like, you know, I'll even, I've even done this to myself where I've looked back and gone like, wow, it's like I predictively programmed myself to be aware of this shit because of like past experiences and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So it all circles back around and around and it's just like, it seems like what's really the main I don't know, I guess uh, duality is kind of distrust versus paranoia, where it's like, where is the line between healthy distrust like we in this community have kind of always hoped that we have a healthy amount of distrust, but where does the line get drawn between that and paranoia? Do, do I, I wonder how long has that been a, a concern, a duality that's been constant in your in your mind, Andrew? Like you talked about just the fact that now that UFO disclosures are being flaunted out there by the government, that this is an issue. Has this only been something in the last you know few years, maybe since the Tic Tac video specifically that you've been concerned about? I think that the the general idea of constantly mistrust or constantly mistrusting what I'm what I'm going through <laughs> like kind of always circling back or spiraling back more accurately to previous things that I thought I understood. And then suddenly I'm seeing a whole new perspective on it. And then boom, it's like, I with that moment kind of gives you some clarity where like, well, Oh shit, what else should I be looking at that? I have a preconceived notion of from the past. I, I don't mean to try to jump on this if this is the case, but, uh, the but is am i witnessing that are you are you telling the story of a conspiracy theorist that's kind of losing his his edge is that i, I don't mean to put it that bluntly but I, <laughs> no, I, I've, I've gone um, through that, that kind of evolution myself and i'm wondering if, if that's what i'm seeing or if i'm painting that in the wrong way i would say you're really close because it's like i'm kind of doing that but i'm constantly going from one to the other one to the other yeah. and that's why i'm constantly wondering if it's distrust or if it's paranoia because i'm not losing faith in this community i'm not losing faith in a lot of the and faith being a really odd word to use there but <laughs> i'm not losing my personal security when it comes to my convictions of what we all kind of hold dear in certain aspects but i am really concerned with how ambiguous the community gets about topics and i i a lot of your perspective i love your dynamic guys because we don't i don't see this a lot Thank you, you know i kind of have a friend on repetitively that does come from a very non-conspiracy angle but uh at least you guys both are understanding all all of this together where i can't really talk to him about everything because he doesn't want to pay attention to a lot of it it's like at least you get the information <laughs> that's what i feel Dude, like and that's kind of what i'm you. going through whereas yeah, like i don't that. know how much of this can be trusted and how much of these new things that can't be trusted are anchored on things that shouldn't have been trusted to begin with you yeah. know what i mean and how much of that is just our sloppiness as a community as because none of us have to be professionals but also how much of it is loops back around to not our fault and disinformation disinformation agents things like that unfortunately that's where it's like are we just going around the paranoia paranoia circle round and round and round I... dude that's a big part of it the paranoia and it's funny that you bring up the dynamic that's the main thing that we hear that people enjoy and i tell you dude it's tough to find someone that you can have this dynamic that brendan and i have I don't think it would work if we if we didn't grow up together. You know what I mean? Like we're yeah, essentially right. brothers in a way. Um, I I he said things before that have pissed me off so much, and I'm sure that he feels the same way. I'm yeah. not trying to speak for him here. 
And it's just like, dude, I have zero friends like Brandon. And I, I don't think Brandon has any friends like me either. So it's very, it's very much, and he's, he's shaking his head. So it, it's very much a, a thing that we're very fortunate that we have this. Um, but, you know, just to, I, I, I kind of wanted to get into this, this idea here where um, I don't know if you guys, I know Brandon, you listen to Joe Rogan. I think everyone with the podcast listens to Joe Rogan. Have you guys heard the Josh Rogan episode yet? Um, oh. Because it was fascinating. It's a newer one. And right when this guy gets in and he starts talking it reminds me of this topic of of fake information or fake declassification because this guy's a member of the mainstream media i think he works for cnn and some other big big uh msm uh network and he gets in there he's this he's dropping these bombshells about fauci and um dropping bombshells about gain of function research which oh. you know he talks about how Fauci is the grandfather of this research. If you're talking about gain of function, which is essentially, uh, you know, I, I'm no medical expert. You can tell by, you know, if you've seen a picture of me here, but it's essentially jump uh, a virus jumping from species to species, right? Um, it, go ahead. Sorry. I, it's, I would say I just talked to Clint Richardson like a couple weeks ago and man, he gave me some serious rundown on it. It's more so just um, any way that a virus can become more than it already is. Gotcha. That's kind so of like what the, it is. That is spicing. one of the, sure. that's one of the, uh, what our mainstream scientists have actually been caught calling it one of the seven deadly sins. That's what they call their wow. seven different aspects of how to do gain of function research. What, you know, how, how violently ill someone will get from it, how um, how fast it can, can spread, you how know, these different aspects yeah, of how yeah. it can become a more powerful agent. Okay, so well then, so, kind of, yeah. so that's that's even more interesting then because from what I understood from what this guy was saying, again, he's a journalist, just works for, uh, you know, mainstream media networks. And that alone, someone like that getting onto a podcast that it you know it's essentially he's his own pirate ship joe rogan is right he can do what he wants he's got so much audience this dude does like super bowl numbers right and i'm not even exaggerating that much um so getting someone like that involved on that type of a show and what he was talking about he was it, it seemed like he was really bashing fauci in the beginning um saying that the obama administration and fauci were responsible for what's going on today um but as you keep going in, you know, conspiracy theorists right off the bat in that show, in that episode, they're going to be enthralled with what's going on. They're like, dude, finally, someone in the mainstream media that is tied in with Washington, D.C. Um, finally, someone is is agreeing with like the little guy and they're saying like, OK, yeah, Fauci's responsible for this. Um, by the way, this this Josh Rogan, he got his claim to fame by completely derailing a Donald Rumsfeld press conference um, when everyone was really interested in finding out where Osama bin Laden was, who was responsible for 9-11 and things like that, um, asking Donald Rumsfeld in a press conference what he thinks of Japan. And Donald Rumsfeld goes on for the remaining 30 minutes of the, the press conference about Japan. And uh, this, this made his ranking go up. And this was the beginning of hmm. this guy's career. So right then you're thinking, okay, this guy has derailed press conferences and distracted. Mm -hmm. And is he doing this again right now? I don't know. I'd be fascinated. I'd love to talk to this guy. And I, I mean, Brandon, this would be someone that you should reach out to. Um, he goes on though, as the episode goes on saying that he thinks Fauci is a good guy and he got caught up in a mess, right? There he is. goes on further from there saying that we should not, uh, detached from China. There's no decoupling that needs to go on with China. Um, but then he also talks about like uh, the Confucius programs going on in universities where, um, you know, China has spent hundreds of millions of dollars to infiltrate like top universities and even mediocre universities, schools of all levels um, to make sure that there is no anti-Chinese propaganda. And then if you stay tuned for the three hours at the very end, he talks shit about the Uyghur camps, right? Which, you know, none of us, you know, here agree that what's going on with the Uyghurs is fair. Um, he mentions this crazy story. It's something like 17,000 tons of human hair was shipped over on a boat under the Trump administration for cancer wigs. 
And the Trump administration is like, fuck that. Like, turn that shit down. They sent it back to China. And this is when shit got really crazy uh, between China and the United States. Then they released the COVID pandemic and all this other stuff. It's a mm. fascinating episode. Um, I don't know what I'm doing here plugging Joe Rogan's show. <laughs> but um, it, it's just a, it's, it's one of those classic disinformation, um, something like Operation Trust during the Bolshevik Revolution, things like this, where we get so excited when we hear something that makes sense, something that we want to hear. Mm. Um, but I, I know I've been rambling for a second, Brandon. You look like you wanted to talk. What's up? So I would, I'm definitely listening to that podcast and I, I want to, I'm anxious to see the dynamic that he establishes in that, in that recording. It's great. But in asking, in thinking about the ways that we go about thinking about disinformation and what we determine to be our truths, right? Well, who we should be worried about, who's doing the most damage in our society. Ryan, I'm not, I'm not putting you on the spot here. I'm just, I think just talking about the way that you've talked about the mainstream media before. Put me on the spot. Is, isn't, isn't your, because you've said that if the main mainstream media says it, I don't, I tend not to listen to it. Hasn't the reason that you have said, listen to this guy who is a member of the mainstream media, the only reason being that he agrees with something that you had thought, an a priori uh, idea. I'm glad that you mentioned that, dude, because that's exactly what I'm getting at. This guy that works for CNN is saying shit that I want to hear, right? But then he also is plugging in these nuggets of Fauci's a good guy. Bill Gates had nothing to do with this. The entire episode. It's great. It's a three hour. It's a quick listen, dude. And this is the kind of shit. I mean, it's exactly what I'm talking about. What you said, where it's like um, you get excited early on when you hear something that you want to hear. And people that that tend to believe in the mainstream media, they are constantly fed the bullshit that they want to hear. We got to understand that the, the real actual truth is somewhere in between the hardcore alt-right people like Alex Jones and the Don Lemons and the Chris Cuomo's of the world. The truth is somewhere in the middle there. Yeah. yeah. Andrew, specifically about that. What do you think? Cause when I hear Ryan, when I hear you, you say that I'm wary of a particular logic, logical uh, fallacy here, which is the idea that if there are just two sides to the argument, that the truth, the best answer is right there in between. And I know, I know you're not saying Ryan, that it's right there in between, but is is that this goes to our ideas of really what the left is and what the right is and how much of a bullshit uh, political difference like cult- cultural differences that we that we have here, Andrew? What do you what do you what are your spe- perspectives on on all of that? There's a lot here, but um, I would say <laughs> to start off, just what I had at the end here is um, you have to really take a step back and like look at. Um, I took a marketing class in college, and I know a couple friends that kept going and doing a lot of marketing classes and it's marketing is everywhere. And this, this is marketing. What you're taught, like what they're doing is marketing. They're marketing an idea, but they're not marketing the idea that Fauci was wrong. They're kind of, well, they might be, but let me, let me start somewhere else. Fauci is being labeled the same way Bill Gates has been labeled, the same way the Rothschilds have been labeled, the same way every other New World Order icon at the top has been named. And I feel like this is this is one of my problems. It's like we kind of have amnesia in this community where we'll see a meme or we'll hear someone much smarter than any of us say something like, you know, they're you're only seeing what they want you to see. And then we constantly reference what we're seeing as if it's pure <laughs> evident. You know what I mean? And yeah. I know that the the only response I get from a lot of people I respect, a lot of podcasters I respect is, well, man, you got to draw the line somewhere. It's like, fair enough. But we don't have a good formula for where that line is. Yeah, because we really don't. Part, part of that equation is that we also tend to see a little bit more of what we want to see too. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I know that it's that what I we fight want against to see that is... a lot. I fight against that philosophy for some reason, because I always hear that and I know it's correct in some, ter- in some, some ways, but at the same time, I think at the purest of our hearts, we don't want to see any of these things. And I think, sure. uh, I think we, 
I know that I've been labeled like this and accused of this in my own family and my own friend circles for always being the negative one, right? Always being the one to drown out the positivity with all this evil crap going on. <laughs> but I mean, you think about the intention behind it. And obviously it's always to, because at least from our perspective, we're trying to help. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's funny you say that, dude, because like my dad, my dad and I have a really cool dynamic. He's kind of like an older brother and my dad at the same time. And <laughs> he, I always, whenever I'm telling him something that I have like this vision of, he tells me to be uh, like, maybe it's not going to work out the way that you thought. And I always say, don't be so negative. And he says, I'm not, I'm being realistic. Right. right. That's exactly what that whole thing is that you're saying. So I guess it depends on how, um, you know, synchro mystical you can, you know, how many of those kinds of uh, philosophies you can swallow in one lifetime. You know what I mean? Sure. Because man, after, after my direct experiences from the, from psychedelics, I mean, th that right there kind of opened me up to the idea where this is the whole point. There is no line between paranoia and distrust. There is no line between finding this one sacred truth versus not finding anything at all. Because, I mean, I don't know if you guys have had any experiences like that. We're getting kind of off on a tear, but just no, the I like idea, this. you know, on my deepest experiences in those realms, what I realized was that the reason why people come out of acid trips going, I realized that this statue right here is actually God. And they, they hold on to that symbol, right? They just can't let go of that symbol. But what you realize is that the reason why they figured that out on acid is because every bit of everything is the same thing. And that's what you realize is that, hey, okay, you found God in that statue, but you could easily have found God in just the foot of that statue or the piece of paper lying on the floor next to it. You know, that's why Terrence McKenna said he woke his whole family up on accident one night screaming, a song is a song. Because in that moment, it meant everything. Yeah. So I think our context is constantly fucked with by our own perception and also you can only be as smart as what you've researched and how sure. many angles you've come at and how many things have been shot down and my father on the other hand has been the ultimate example of the american state in my life and for a long time we didn't get <laughs> along because of that but i've learned so much from him i've learned how to talk to people about this kind of thing at least to my to the best of my ability, because he is the most difficult person to talk to about this, because when it comes to the narrative, he is a professional. He knows every bit of it. He knows how to defend it. And that's the problem. This has been if it's been or if it hasn't been orchestrated, man. It's a lot of coincidences to swallow, to see the the beautiful structure of this system and how it kind of enslaves us perfectly with yeah. our language, with everything. I mean, we've gone off topic, but this whole thing about FOIA, my concern that I brought up to you initially yeah. is look at this. I mean, I, I call it mine, my my community of, of UFO lovers just chomping at the bit, you know, lapping up everything that these quote unquote X intelligence community officials are giving us. And I'm I just am I being paranoid? Or is it a worthwhile thread to follow that we have distrusted with rightfully so in many cases, especially in the arena of UFOs and ETs and all that for 70 plus years, we have distrusted rightfully so these establishments that are suddenly turning over a new leaf and want to just be honest with us. Oh, out with <laughs> the old and in with the new and FOIA FOIA for the most part is probably completely legitimate. There's nothing wrong with There's so many different little legal cases and you pull your personal information off of it and everything like that. But that's the whole point. That's the same characteristic of every operation we ever research. Most of it is totally legit. Most of it's totally fine. And then there's the little bits here and there that aren't fine. And well, I've heard with FOIA that I mean, it's almost like it should be a course. I don't know if it's a course in school or it should be like a specialized course in like a university. It's very difficult to get what you want out of a freedom of information uh, request because you're not 
I, I've heard that you can be too vague and then they just won't get back to you. Or you can ask too much and then they'll call you and they'll say, what are you looking for here? You need to resubmit it. So there's that there's that Goldilocks zone where you have to hit it right in the middle. You have to be just right. Um, when you're asking for things, there's this guy, I think his name's like Andrew Bregolia, if I'm saying that correctly. I, think I know who you're talking about. He was talking about aliens and how like he he confirmed that there's this regenerative metal uh, alloy that came from the crash site of Area 51. And he says that, um, you know, the Pentagon admitted that they found this alien wreckage and it's, uh, you know, you can shoot a, a bullet hole through this metal alloy and it's just going to regenerate like right before your eyes and blah, blah, blah. Um, I forget Great. the name that's that's slipping my mind. But then this uh, the show that Richard Searit um, from The Conspiracy Show, he starts talking about with this uh, guy that is just totally disputing his claims, saying that, no, I mean, this this is a real technology found here on Earth. It has nothing to do with aliens. This is black operation budget money. You know what I mean? Um so yeah, There's a lot of work with plasmids and things like that that sound like what you're describing. That the sure. the, the the U.S. Air Force patented a number of plasmid plasmid uh, research development projects uh, over the past couple of years, and those were released via FOIA, of course, too. Well, and that's so, the thing, dude. It's just like when you know we we don't trust the government. You know what I mean? In this community, we don't trust the government. But then when we get these freedom of information requests, we trust them wholeheartedly. Um, and again, yeah, it's worrisome. exactly. Dude. So again, um, and, and I kind of wanted you to elaborate on this, Andrew, mm-hmm. you know, we brought up the idea um, in a, in a previous episode with Lala beams in the, in the Titanic where um, you know, she, she mentioned that this Baron Trump time traveling novel uh, or children's book or whatever the fuck it was that, you know, you, you thought that it's possible that this was, or she thought it was possible that it was put out as propaganda right when trump was running and that sparked this whole idea in your mind so i mean i just kind of wanted to see how you were tying that in with like modern day things even though that's pretty modern but still just it's the same concept to me um and again it's it's possibly playing off of some level of paranoia to the extent that (laughs) who owns the the publishing company yeah you know what i mean i mean you can go you follow the money follow the money right that's what we're always told to do but we don't know there's always a hidden part of this that we never we're never going to get to see unless we literally have these supposed elites cornered and handcuffed and blah 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 like this imaginary amazing movie ending you know what yeah. i mean other than that there's always this hidden part like everybody when you know when i was in high school growing up we all thought yeah man they all just want money and then you get a little older and it's like no money's just a tool man it's about control it's like control for what for what? And they then when live a hundred years. Okay, fine. Realize. We can go into scientism and transhumanism, and they're going to try to put themselves, they're download their. They don't think that. They don't think that that's going to be them. They think, okay, fine. Maybe their legacy will live on, but them, the I, these people, yeah. whether you want to, whether you like it or not, there's too much evidence to suggest that these people are dealing in much deeper realms than just political espionage and the desire for money and a playboy lifestyle. Like that's the easy way for people to just go, yeah, I get it. There's elites. They, of course, everybody wants money and to be free, to have that private estate versus being a public person, you know, having the money to do whatever you want with. Yeah. It's an appealing way to write off what's really going on because (laughs) these people are involved with a lot of occulted areas you know what i mean and when i say that i don't mean that in an evil um tone because i mean it's a completely separate topic but the idea of everything occult is evil is um is also really frustrating to me as well um but and we can go into that another time or something but so i mean we kind of have to touch on that stuff at some point yeah with this you know do you do you see um all the riches and 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 all the the lavish lifestyle do you see that as equivalent to uh the pursuit of power because i ultimately think that what you addressed isn't just power and i think that i don't believe that there are really occultic 
forces at work, and I don't quite think that they're as prevalent among elitists as you guys do, I think, but I think that they are a, your guys' choice of medium in explaining how these elites go about getting power. So I don't know if, 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 if money and a lavish lifestyle is synonymous with power to you, but can we agree to that? Because I have a, I have a, yeah, I want to get your answer here, but then I have a, like a historical anecdote that is very obviously about, uh, you know, uh, this information and just, sure. just getting power in some way. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's definitely part of it. It's always part of it because you, we have to accept, because of course the argument from the mainstream is always, you're telling me that this one secret is being held by this many people involved. And no, that's not the case. Of course not. Because the system is set up so perfectly that most people don't have to know they're playing it. You know what I mean? So yeah, go <laughs> I, I, um, I mean, I, I, I am, I am questioning of the specifics of that just, just because I know that like I know that, that that the conspiracy world t- talks about doctors and nurses in this COVID pandemic and says, listen, they're not the ones that are themselves perpetrating a whole bunch of uh, or perpetuating, excuse me, a whole bunch of lies about it. But it seems no. to me that they have to be complicit to some extent. I mean, maybe not, not at the doctor and nurses levels, but they got to be more explicit well, and less partaking in evil than I think the community often says they are. I mean, they, 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 unless that extent, I would say that they are indoctrinated in other ways. You know what I mean? Whereas like the language they use, I mean, I don't think the NIH thinks that their gain of function research that they've done in the past is necessarily evil. But when someone like me will compare it, just like Clint Richardson has compared it in his documentaries and right out of the mouths of these virologists where some of them even think that what they're doing is the same thing as what the military is not allowed to do with biological weapons. I mean that you're on these public forums in some of Clint's uh, documentaries. If you are you familiar with, with Clint Richardson? No, tell me, no, tell me. So Clint Richardson's kind of been making his way around some of the podcasts, but he's been around for a while and he's been doing a lot of research and he actually has, a 10 hour documentary out there called wagging the dog, the story behind the story of COVID-19. The reason why it's 10 hours long is because most of it is just public forum, like legal conversations between virologists and doctors, these public access level quality Mm -hmm. films that nobody watches, but Clint watches them and he records all of them. And it's basically all these virologists and doctors kind of, just stating the facts scientifically, but I, yeah, I, I don't think that they're complicit to the point where they acknowledge what they're doing is evil necessarily. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think it, I mean, I, I don't know if it, if in, in my worldview, if it takes them um, explicitly saying we're partaking in evil to be partaking in evil do you know what i mean like, yeah I, I, yeah I, well I, I mean money's involved right careers are involved losing your careers if you step off the beaten path at all i mean that's the problem with science especially yeah yeah but and then like, but then but then goes to the point where we just that's where the skeptic will fall back and say yeah but we just know enough about groups of people that if even even if uh even if life is um is the consequence of being a whistleblower enough people having that consequence being blackmailed in that way, someone's going to step up. Unfortunately though, this swings back to the, the, the way that Ryan brought up Josh Rogan. I think that as soon as one of those whistleblowers steps up and comes out, even the, the conspiracy theory community is questioning themselves as to like, well, why am I believing this guy? So maybe at the end of the day, we're all wrapping ourselves uh, up in our own, our own mind tornadoes here. But (laughs) well, I did want to say something quick about the, 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 josh rogan thing because it's interesting how this always happens isn't it how an idea in the conspiracy theory world at first it's crazy then it slowly seeps into the mainstream and then all of a sudden we have people like Rand paul yelling at fauci about this stuff about gain of function and things like that it's like i i heard that on the news i'm just like Wait, this is the real new. Wait, oh, this is happening again. Okay, this so is an info just, wars. And then you know, I used to think a long time ago when like things about nine eleven would like trickle out into like a weird news story, like, well, this is a little weird tidbit that we haven't figured out yet. And it's like, 
this wasn't a weird little tip. You just like this just got peppered in. Like that's my take on it. But yeah. no, <laughs> I don't yeah, know. You're right. It feels peppered. Like when this guy comes on Rogan and says all this stuff about Fauci, it's like I kind of see the Bill and Melinda thing as just a little bit of a precursor to Bill getting kicked out of the good guys club. And I yeah. could be way off on that, but I think useful idiots go only so far. You're not too off base in my opinion. And and who knows what the, what the true agenda here is. I do firmly believe that it's just, uh, it's as simple as a splitting of assets. I mean, we, I, I think a lot of people forget that Jeff Bezos and his wife, divorce last year right um oh wow the most expensive fucking divorce and then bill bill and melinda gates get divorced too and it's a great way to sell off stock sort of covertly um you know clearly uh, jeff bezos has a lot of amazon stock and so does uh whatever his his wife at the time's name ex-wife now um i think she became the the richest woman in the world or second richest woman in the world just after the divorce you know what i mean um so if she's holding a bunch of stock, she can sell that off. Melinda can do the same thing. And mm-hmm. and they're not going to lose much of their net worth after this catastrophic economic collapse, which I think if you can s- literally just sit here and say that the United States is doing great, economically speaking, uh i don't know i don't know how you can get to that conclusion um we have a gas shortage i saw this meme i think today where you know it was uh joe biden holding his head like that and it's like thank god for the gas crisis because we don't have to worry about the food inflation the uh you know the the dollar uh inflation all these other problems that we're seeing the crisis over in the middle east is just kicked back up right again um the stage is suddenly in jerusalem basically (laughs) yeah it's (laughs) it's it's distraction after distraction after distraction and um you know supposedly the gas is going i heard this really interesting tidbit today too that if gas is going to uh start getting messed with uh as far as the price goes and people are trying to store gas gas does not store for a long period of time uh at all but diesel does right but what's the problem with diesel? There was the 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 microchips that were made, I think, in Taiwan. Maybe it was a fucking plant that makes those microchips for diesel trucks exploded like a month ago. Oh, and Jesus. the the theories are that China was behind this. So, and then it's also the idea um, that China was behind this uh, pipeline hacking when, you know, without any evidence, the Biden administration comes out and says that it was Russia that was behind it said it was a $5 million bounty or whatever, $5 million bribe. Uh, they supposedly paid the $5 million right away uh, instantly. But then the the pipeline stayed down for a, a little period of time. And now we're supposed to feel the effects from this. Well, now, let me ask real quick. That is information that came from the companies. Am I right? Not like, Not the FBI, not the... Not no, the Biden administration said that it was Russia that that messed with the pipeline. Oh, for, for for sure, they're saying that there are Russians. I don't think that they've drawn the line between Russian and uh, Russian people and Russian individuals. But the the information about them paying Russian the, people and Russian individuals. What do you mean? Sorry, sorry, Russian not, government, uh, Russian Russian government? Um, Russian intelligence versus gotcha. Russian people. Excuse me. Um, but I think that, just to clarify that ransom, the dynamic between the ransom paying was reported just by the. The companies themselves, right? Yes. Okay. Just make it yeah. sure. Just make From it what sure. I understand. Okay. Um, but still, I mean, like, no one's no one's coming out and saying, like, this is not a real thing. Um, but I just find, like, how many coincidences have to take place where diesel, diesel trucks are in shortage right now? You can look this up right now. And it's very difficult to go out and buy a diesel vehicle uh, because people are starting to realize how much more efficient long-term diesel vehicles are. Um, so, I mean, maybe that's disinformation that's put out there on purpose, too. Um, but it seems like this is all just like this perfect storm. And if you look into how they bring down other countries, whether it be Venezuela, whether it be like other other functioning countries, it seems like the, they're following the United States, uh, you know, playbook of destruction in the same exact fashion. But it is going to take a little longer. I'm not telling you that that we're going to have like, you know, Klaus Schwab talking about this blackout in July of 2021. I, I'd be very hard pressed to find someone that would actually like believe that that knows their research. 
Um, but there is something in the pipeline that's going to really seriously fuck with the way that we live. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can feel that coming. I mean, it's, so it's happening at every level and on every angle, it seems. You know what I mean? Did you want you wanted to jump in, Ryan? Yeah, well, so, so I was just going to say, we are, um, we are dancing around the fact, I think, that disinformation happens. To bring it back to. Yeah, yeah. It's not a new place. <laughs> but I, just, I, I, I did have an anecdote that I, I was remembering yes. and researching, uh, researching this topic because it's one of the oldest and I think most uh, important uh, forms of disinformation that we have in the history books today. So go back about 2,000 years ago. Right after Julius nice. Caesar had died, right? Right after Julius Caesar died, he had two main contenders for uh, emperor of Rome. Um, he had Octavian. Octavian is Julius's adopted uh, stepson. Yeah, stepson. So I think uh, Julius's sister had uh, Octavian as a son. And then after Julius's sister died, Oct- uh, Octavian was adopted by, by Julius. The other contender was Mark Antony, uh, not the guy, not Mark Antony, not the guy who's dating Jennifer Lopez or was right, but uh, Mark sure. Antony, right? Uh, Mark Antony is uh, so Oct- Octavian is um, related to Julius Caesar. He's a general in the Roman um, army. Uh, he is not. He's pretty high ranking and has done pretty well, and the public likes him. But he's not as high ranking and as well loved as Mark Antony. Mark Antony is not related to Julius Caesar at all, and. Um, he has been Mark Antony has been busy over in Egypt, specifically in Alexandria, getting himself some of that sweet, sweet sandy pussy in Cleopatra, right? That's Cleopatra, gross. Huh? sandy pussy. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know over there, changes, over there in the man. desert, that's man. The worst. That's the worst part is like if you ever get sand in a vagina, that's like, <laughs> isn't that like a whole thing? I mean, you you got to think about think back about how they're. Uh, they're uh they're, they they used to wash themselves you know their standards of being clean at that time so anyways i don't know the status sure. of her pussy by i the... think you just made a a racist joke about uh <laughs> people that live in sand <laughs> anyways anyways um, so mark anthony is doing that people really really like mark anthony the roman public right. really is behind mark anthony but they are a little bit skeptical of the fact that he's been sleeping around with a foreign princess slash emperor um, just because they're worried that at, and when push comes to shove, if the Roman people's good is up against the good of the uh, Egyptian empire, that Mark Antony, were he to succeed uh, as emperor of Rome, that he would go more for, for Cleopatra's good, for the Egyptians' good, than their own. Um, so because they're in such, uh, such a good fight over who's going to take over for Julius Caesar, Octavian pulls this particular punch. He goes to the Senate floor, the Roman Senate floor, and says, hey, I uh, broke into a public records building that was holding Mark Antony's will, and I want to read it for you senators here just so you guys know just how how bad this guy would be as emperor. So don't trust this Mark Antony because here in his will, he unscrolls the, the, the scroll there and reads it, says it, it, Mark Anthony here says that when he dies, he wants to be buried with his one true love, Cleopatra, over there in, in Alexandria. Look how close they are. Uh, also, um, he does uh, in, in his will, he wants to make sure that the Roman Empire goes to the son of Cleopatra and Julius Caesar. Because remember, Cleopatra had been fucking Julius Caesar, too, uh, before he died. So uh, this now we now know is a false document. Oct- Octavian just made this shit up, and he goes on to be Caesar Augustus, the the, the one the one. I mean, very, very just that is that is a great example. I think of just a simple just put out a little bit of false information, a little bit of disinformation, ruin your 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 opposing powers prospects at future power and you get to write the history books we don't know this that this is a false document until thousands of years later you know yeah Uh, and and i don't know how you guys look and listen to that story and analogize analogize it to today i see that certain people could make it an analogy to the trump russian collusion uh, uh, quote unquote hoax. If you guys want to believe, because uh, you know I mean, Trump, is, is Trump is in bed here with a with a foreign power, or if 
uh, as many from my side might do, might apply it as an analogy to the Hunter and 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 Joe episode where we're thinking like, oh, this guy is is sidled up to foreign powers and we don't want to trust Ukraine, him. Ukraine, China, Iran, yeah, yeah, and the, just because that we can take that story and analogize it in in, in so many ways. So many different ways to today. To I mean, they just mean the exact opposite thing to different people. It is, I think, uh, as we thankfully started this discussion talking about. It is more important that we talk about how do we go about deciding what is information and disinformation, and what what can we trust. Uh, you know, <laughs> that is the tough part. I, I I don't I I don't have the perfect answer. I, I I think I have an idea of what not to do. And and Ryan, I want to see if your thoughts on this have have changed. Does the reliance on quote unquote, you know, common sense has has that been shaken at all by the the kinds of fears that that Andrew has talked about? Uh, no, I don't think so. But I, at the same time, um, I I got kind of uh, thrown off of what you're saying. Like when when you say our side or my side, um, like being my side referring to your side. I don't think that you're really on the side of of Biden and of like globalism. You know what I mean? Because they they call you guys useful idiots. No, they no, call no. you guys the ones that support globalism and the ones that fight and they think that they're on the side of like the punk rock side and all this shit. Um, no, you're shaking I, your head. I, I, no, I, I would I would say that the sides here are how we go. Are are one side the 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 cutards. The conspiracy, yeah. and I, I hate to put you all together, but you know how people consider you together. And but the, oh, con- the rest of the yeah. conspiracy, yeah, we don't like the Q, the Q movement. Uh, yeah, I don't at all. It, it was, it, it came out that that was very much a. It was, it was people leading it, the same way. If you want to uh, equate Q tards to QAnon, it's the same way that Obama was telling all of you guys, if we're going to split this into sides, that you're going to get change, right? He's yeah. selling he's selling you a free health care plan that you have to pay for. If you can't fucking realize this stuff, it's sad. And the dude was talking about change and peace. The dude ran out of bombs in his administration. I had, I had a number of friends. And, and I, I will admit that back then when this was happening, this was kind of the time when I was kind of trying to put myself back to sleep because everywhere I turned, <laughs> even my best friends, even my punk rock, as you said, friends, we're starting to rage on behalf of the machine, exactly. like Sam says sometimes, you know, exactly. and it was a weird transition because I'm like, well, wait, wait a minute. You were over here. Now you're over there. Well, yeah. What happened? What's going on here? It just it was confusing because I kept seeing that change crap. And I'm like, all right, so he's running on change. Yes. OK. And you guys are asking me to come down to Washington, D.C. with you guys because he's holding this huge, ridiculous, expensive inauguration party like they've done for every presidency that's ever existed in the modern age. Change. Okay, yeah, I'm not going with you, but you guys have a great time. I got to do a lot of thinking. And that's where it started to kind of shift gears for me. And that's when I started to think about I think this that's the moment where I started to think about this turning in on itself when it comes to distrust, where... That's when I look at your analogy from from history, and I was thinking of of Q the whole time. I was thinking of of the coup that happened, not on January sixth, but for the entire four years that he was president. Because I was, and I again, here's where I'm diverging from a number of my even conspiracy friends sometimes because they lean hard into Trump or tr- hard into Q, and I can't because I've never liked that guy, and I didn't start just because he was conveniently using the heart of honest people that wanted to protect the world and protect the children and protect the this and the that. Yeah. Uh, That's an, he's a very smart man when it comes to marketing. Like I had said before, marketing is everywhere and we are marketable. Just like this guy that came on Rogan, we are marketable. Our perspective gets shared to lure us in. And that's what I see over and over. Again. Yeah, I, 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 I don't I don't see why you can break it down. With, well, I do see why I think why you can why the trust in Q breaks down is because they offer very specific dates uh, that, yeah. that didn't pan and they out keep moving that, that, that yeah, <laughs> just kept moving. But Trump, who, you know, like he was not dis- distancing himself from them, much to the chagrin of the mainstream media, he was. Intentionally, yeah, yeah, yeah not not it. pushing them aside. I don't understand why the. Well, no, I th- I think I do, but I'm I'm 
I'm just wanting to see why you guys don't see why you guys don't draw the parallel. Well, Ryan, you specifically, Ryan, don't draw the parallel between Obama and Trump being in the same way and were. Yeah. Yeah. No, maybe I, I miss uh, misspoke, but no, I'm just saying that I think that uh, Obama is the same thing for the left as Trump is for the right. I that's, think yeah, that that's right. Was, or not even not even really the right, dude, because. Yeah, not even the right, honestly, because I don't consider myself to be a Republican. I really don't. I know that a lot of people think that I am Republican, but I'm not because I'm agnostic. If you're if you're a true conservative Republican, you go to church every Sunday, you believe in God wholeheartedly, the Christian God, that is not any of the other fake ones. Right. You, you, <laughs> you know, that's the whole point. I'm agnostic. I think that gay people can get married. I don't give a fuck if you want to cut your dick off. And if you're a man, you want to turn yourself into a woman. I think that you should be able to grow weed. If you want to do drugs, go ahead and do drugs. If uh, I don't believe in welfare, I do tend to believe that um, rich people should pay a little more for, you know, uh, what's going on in the country. I, I don't think that that uh, that there's anything wrong with that. But I, I you can't really put me in that conservative box. And a lot of people that supported Trump are not conservatives. There's a lot yeah, of no, people I, out no, there. I, I would say that the, the divide between conservatives, conservatism and republicanism, I'm very happy to see that divide. I, I, I think that yeah, I'm not the, either one though at all, but, you but you, I mean? I, I, we know which, that was the weird part. I felt very came. strange. Oh, sorry. I'm so no, no, sorry. You're good. You're, I'm just saying, we know which box the ballot you, uh, which box of the ballot that you ticked. When, when sure, but that doesn't make me a Republican or a, or a or a Democrat or a Libertarian. Um, I think that it's just a. Uh, I think that what Trump did, uh, we're going to see ripple effects throughout time in how people vote. Um, I, I don't know if he meant to do what he did as far as like the awakening comes, um, because I, I tend he was he was actually very good friends with Xi Jinping during his presidency. Yep. Um, the reason that he remember like this thing that everyone was making fun of him for when he said the, the coronavirus is going to go away in April in the heat. It's going to be gone like a miracle. Xi Jinping told him that according again to this Josh Rogan guy. Um, but if Biden were to say that same thing, I, I think that you guys would be hard pressed to give him some some uh, some some critiques because. All that all that I'm seeing right now is that people are happy that Trump's out. Not not everyone, a very small, small minority of people are excited to see Biden. I think that if you're legitimately excited to see Biden in um, and you're excited to see what's going on with the country, there's something wrong with your brain. And I'm not talking about you, Brendan. And, and if you're laughing, I mean, maybe maybe you maybe you are excited to see the country falling. Um, but it's clear that the country is going to shit. It, it is. I mean, if you can't acknowledge that. Um, then maybe there is some some deeply rooted uh, programming in you that uh, you're just not able to shake. Yeah, well, not, again, now, you, now you've pulled an Alex. You don't need to engage with my points at all. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I, well, I'm telling you. Next, he's going to reference CNN. Right. Well, that's the thing, dude. There's there's a serious problem with uh, with the country. And I think that, like, if again, if you can't acknowledge that. No, I don't um, no, 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 think... blame it on Trump. No, I think that's another a, problem. I think, you know, I think there's a, a problem with the country, and I don't blame it on Trump. And and yet, I still uh, uh, su uh, support Joe Biden. Anyways, Andrew, oh, what boy. do you what out of out of all of that out of our out of all our family <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving uh, rec recreation here? What's what's going through your mind, man? Well, uh, I will say that we just observed us getting distracted by exactly what they want us to be distracted by. Very these, good point. These, this red, remember the halo series on YouTube, red versus blue. Yeah. yeah. Well, do you remember the series red versus blue in every fucking movie you've ever seen? I mean, shit, I, I think yeah. I posted something recently where like everything on HBO max recently, it's just like every movie cover is red, blue, red, blue, red, blue. I'm like, Oh wait, game of Thrones too. Right. Ice fire. It's just this, over Dude, and over and over UFC, and over and over, and over again. The UFC the uses that. Yep. The Everybody UFC uses it. it. The fucking Everybody. boxing. Everything the National is League a versus the American blue. League. It's, Bloods, it's Crips. Ubiquitous. Yeah, it's ubiquitous all the way back to about 55,000, 50, not 55,000, but 5,500 years ago in Babylon and Sumer, where these ubiquitous poetic uh, dualities became part of their literature and part of their the way they use their symbolism and how they told stories about this 
uh, eagle versus serpent concept. And uh, there's yeah, yeah. there's a, a number of writers who have, have kind of talked about it. And it's 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 not something it's anecdotal, unfortunately. It's not something that you can really point to and go, yeah, see, it's definitely how it is. But there's many, many, many examples. And it goes down the whole how many coincidences can you trust kind of thing. But it is that duality over and over and over again because it's constant distraction. Repetition is programming. You know what I mean? And even in the right direction, you're, you know, the spiritual teachers say that, you know, to reprogram your mind, you do affirmations at night before you're falling asleep. And it's basically repeating things, repeating positive affirmations. So it can work in one way or the other. And that kind of roots back to the whole, it's upsetting to see conspiracy theory, uh, you know, missing the point of esoteric knowledge and and just assuming it's all evil because it's not. The problem is the way we are seeing it presented to us, especially in our community, is all the evil stuff. And unfortunately, us exposing it is under one theory exactly what they want. And it's yeah. called revelation of the method. And I wasn't sure if you guys are familiar with that term. Absolutely. I mean, and, and that's what's interesting is that it does seem like this is all kind of on a calculator uh, on, yeah. on the elitist terms. Right. So and like we're, they're six steps ahead somehow. Some, of some course, way. dude, I, I there's this movie that I love. It's called Conspiracy Theory. It's not the one with, or I'm sorry, Conspiracy. It's not the one with Mel Gibson. Oh. I love um, the one with Mel Gibson. <laughs> it's it's great. Yes, yes. But they they talk about in that it's kind of like this mockumentary fake like found footage type thing. And they I talk know what you're about, talking about. Dude, I think it's I, good. I think I know what you're talking about. Go it's ahead. It's got a bullhead on the cover and shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um they talk about they're interviewing people and some bookstore owner that owns like this fringe conspiracy bookstore. He's saying that the internet is the elite greatest asset and it's their greatest liability. But the the shit that they gain out of the internet is so much better for them than it is for us because they can kind of gauge google trends what does google trends do it focuses on what people are searching and they can all right we hope you all enjoyed that portion of the conversation with andrew from deep share uh, we sure as hell did, and we went on to speak with him for another 40 minutes or so. You guys are going to want to hear that, so head on over to the Dangerous World Patreon page. Just drop $3, and you'll get access to the full-length episodes and some other great features. That's patreon.com slash dangerousworldpodcast. We'll see you there.